morning. Tiferes is our next step in this journey. Also fitting to Chedesh uh, Sivan coming from Matan Teda. Mother says Tiferes zu Matan Teda. And Chedesh Sivan is Chedesh Ashlishi. So Tiferes is the third Nida. And always associated with the number three, with Chesed being one, Gvurah two, and Tiferes three, which I shall explain shortly. So, what we've been doing is going through the whole Seder Stalshlis and started from the highest levels, Lifniat Simpsum, and then the Simpsum, and the Eden Self Lifniat Simpsum, the Simpsum, and the Rishimu, the Kav, Adam Kadmin, Akudim, Nakudim, Tayu. Through the Tikkun Atzilus, and uh, then in Atzilus itself, the Sviris. So we we'll discuss the Sviris in general, and the Kudus Partsuf, and then what a Svira is and different meanings of it. And then we began starting with Keser, the two levels in Keser, the Chachma, Bina, Das, and the last few weeks Keser and Gvuda. So now Tiferes. So, as I've been doing throughout, everything is uh, microcosm, macrocosm. There's the Svidas as they stand in the structure of Atsilis, or as often referred to Odama Elyon. So, the Odama Tachtan would be the human being, we're created with Selim Elikim. Odama Damal Elyon, like a Dimyan, and that's the Muslim Selim of the Ebishter, of what means the Ebishter, not Elikim. That's the Mila that's higher than all structure, but how Elikus chose to manifest in a structure called Esosphiris. Um, uh, as uh, described in Posachelio that we say every Friday from Tikkun Ezeir. So there's the Sphiris as they are part of the structure of, uh, like you can say, the building blocks of existence, essentially divine attributes, meaning divine keiches which in turn will be nishtalshul from level to level till, as the Alter Rebbe says in Tanya, nishtalshul mehen to the keiches ha'odam. Keiches ha'nefesh are our ten faculties. From Chabad, Chagas Nehim, Meichin Midis, or specifically Chochma Bina Das, Chesed Gur, Teferes, Netzachid, Yisait Malchus, is nishtalshul b'deyme to the ten spheres of Asiya, in which are mislabish the ten spheres of Yitzira, in which are mislabish and manifest the ten spheres of Bria, in which manifest the ten spheres of Atsilis, rooted all the way in the ten hidden spheres, Esa spheres agnuzas, all the way even lifting at Simtum. And this I discussed in the previous uh, shiurim, how that works. So now we're in the world of Atsilis, which is like the perfect world, where all the spheres are perfectly aligned, in contrast to Toihu, where there's an imbalance, an incongruity, essentially a dysfunctionality, if you wish, where the Eidus and Kalim are not balanced and the Eidus themselves don't communicate well with each other. There's not lack of coordination. Very intentionally so, as we discussed back then. In Tikkun, by contrast, everything is perfectly balanced. 
It's a world of total harmony and total um, scholarless. So even though there's this chalkus of the ten spheres, but just like the healthy human body or healthy nature has many components, but it all works together in a healthy structure, a healthy organism, and there's a total coordination between every part of the body, between the brain and the, the, and the, the mind and the heart, between the arms and the legs when you walk. Everything is coordinated and everything is complementing and synchronized with each other. So there's Teferis as a Svita Pratis in this structure. And then there's Teferis in what's called the Elam Gadol. On a macrocosmic level, what it represents as far as Agili of Elakus. What dimension of Elakus does it reflect that allows us to be Daimele, you know, the Apostle says, Valachta Bidrachov. So Teferis also, besides being a midapratis, also reflects a certain level of, a certain understanding and expression of elikus. So we'll talk also about that. And as always, I've also been emphasizing what the mind of Kamina. You know, how would the whole picture work differently if there was no Teferis? And I did this with every madrega because every level is not just labors to chose to put it there. There's a logic to it. Every piece of the puzzle is necessary to make it all work properly. And of course, the final point is always what's the hirah to us in Avedis Hashem. So there's enough kamina in general and conceptually of us understanding the way the Hebrew creates existence. And then there's retracing the steps where we actually use these svidas, in this case the fetus, to reconnect and realign ourselves with, a, with the lakus, essentially make nadir betachtenim. And that the practical Aveda, how it manifests in Aveda Hashem in our day-to-day life. So that's the structure that I've been using throughout. If you, if you, sometimes I spell it out, sometimes I didn't. But I'm spelling it out. I've been doing that throughout because when you learn those medregis, you don't just want to know what it is in Haskola, but also in Aveda and practical application. Okay, so with that said, that's the outline. Let's go on to the specifics. So what exactly is Teferis? So, as we spoke about Chesling Vuda, Teferis is both a Amida uh, Elikis, basically, a divine attribute, like we say, Lecha Hashem, Hagdula, Hagvura, Vateferis, Hagodl, Hagibur, Vahaneda. So, Neda often refers to Teferis. So, it's, it's actually a divine description of the Ebishtif. Just like Chesed, the Ebishtif can be, Chofetz Chesed, the Chesed. And there's the Gvura of the Ebishter when he's sitting Bedin or Gvura or Tzimtzum, Shem Elikim. There's also Teferis. And the name that associates with Teferis, which we shall discuss later, is the Shem Havaya. So if Kale is in Chesed and Elikim is in Gvura, um, uh, Havaya, Kevovke, the Shem HaMeferish, is Teferis. So that's the so-called Mid Elikis. But then there's how it comes as a Kayach. And what's the Kayach of, of Teferis is the Kayach Arachamim, Midas Arachamim. So when you refer to Arachamim, you're referring to Teferis, both Lamaila in Alukus and also Arachamim Lamata, like I said in the Shtal Shlomahen. So that's as purely as a faculty. The faculty in English, Arachamim can be translated as compassion, mercy, empathy. They're all legitimate words. Obviously, we have to understand what's the difference between that and love and kindness of chesed. It sounds very similar, but there, is, there are major differences, which we shall talk about. 
But that's the description of Tiferes. But then there's other things. Tiferes in Hebrew actually means beauty. Yefi. So it says, let's say, in the second Mishnah, second Patek, first Mishnah, Patek Beis, Mishnah Aleph of Pirkeovis. What does it say? Eze Huderech, Amr Rebbe, Rebbe Eimer. Eze Huderech Sheyover Lemina Adam. It says that Tiferes lay, Tiferes lay There, the simple interpretation of something that's beautiful. The eyes of the person, the eyes of others. Yefi, Tiferes, so you find the expression that a person should, um, like it says, Misnob, Misnob, Chob, Mitzvahs. A person should beautify mitzvahs to have a, like a priyets hodr, or have a mezuzah na, or tefillin na, uh, or sefer uh, na. So tefillin in that context is beauty. So what's the, what's the connection between beauty and this midah? I mean, it's a nice thing, beauty, but how does it fit into this whole picture here? So um, we have to address that. The third thing about tefillin is in the structure as we know, the Svidas can be structured Zetachazeh, where it goes Chochmah Bin Adas all the way to Malchus, or be structured like it is in the human being and also in Adam Elian, in a structure of Yemin Smail Emza. Like we see, a person isn't just one line, we're a structure. You have the right side, the left side, and the center. And without a center, you don't have a spine, you don't have the, the you can't, a, the, a human being can't stand. Like it says, even for something to stand, it needs at least three legs. So, in that context, Chochmah and Bina and Das is Yemin Smail Emtza. But beneath that goes Chesed Gvur is also Yemin and Smail. And Teferis is Kavam Tsoi. It's the middle one, which is referred to often in Tanya and other places. It comes from Zayar. That the Teferis is the Kavah Mitzoi, Briach HaTichin. Hamavriach min HaKotza LaKotza. So even though that statement is really on the whole Kavah Mitzoi, but Teferis is usually where it's used in Chesidus. What's the Briach HaTichin? That in the Mishkan, when they build the walls, the Urias, what connected one wall to the next was Brichim, these fasteners. So there was a Briach that connected one wall to the each to keep them connected. But then you need one long Briach HaTichin that ran along the whole Mishkan. I mean, different opinions, but the, even Abdel Ches that it's connected all four walls. But what, what is the point architecturally? You'll see in every home you'll have to have beams, but there's also central beams that keep a balance between all the walls. Because if you just fasten one wall to the next, those two walls would be connected. But the next wall may be a little out of, you know, it could it could it could uh, shake or it could uh, be out of sync. So you have a briach hatichin that ran along the whole center, and min akotze alakotze. That's the posuk briach hatichin amavriach that runs from one end to the other end. And teferis in that t- context, exactly like the spine, the human spine begins at the bottom, the top of the spinal cord under the brain, top of your neck, and it runs all the way down to the lower back, and from there it branches off all the other um, nerves and the structure of the human being. And we know important how important the spine is. The chuta shedra. That is like the, the keeps, it's, it's, it keeps the whole thing balanced. God forbid when a spine is in any way d- d- damaged or, or injured, it affects everything. Walking, coordination. It's not just a part of the body. It keeps the body in, in full place. It's like the centrifugal, what they call, piece that balances it all. And that's the equivalent to Teferes, what Teferes' role is in Ruchnius, 
is what the role of the spine is begashmis. So that's the kavam tsoi, which we have to also talk about. The kavam tsoi, we know the keser is in the kavam tsoi, but that's higher than the svidas. Das, teferas, yisayd, and malchus. They all are in the center. The other svidas are either right or left of them. So once you lay out so-called the geography of teferas, let's now analyze exactly what is its role. So I'm going to begin with the macrocosm because it's just... I think it's always good to begin with the Klal Godel here and talk about it in the broad terms, and then we'll move it to the specifics in the Keches Hanef, the Keches Midas Eloki, the Godly Midas, Divine Midas, and the Keches Ha'odam, Keches Hanef. So you may see in a few places, you may have seen the expression Chesidus, the expression called Teferes Hanelam. And in the Esos Hagnuzis, where everything originates, and we discussed that at length a bunch of months ago, that uh, there's different opinions where the Esosphidus Agnusus are. Kabbalah of Darizal and uh, before Chesidus Chabad, it's usually after the Tzimtzum, in Akudim sometimes, or Ak. Uh, but Chesidus, the Mechadish, that Esosphidus Agnusus, from different sources in the Zayar, actually originates all the way to Lifnei Tzimtzum. And Ayin Bey is right in the beginning, Sugya of Esosphidus Agnusus is one of the first ones, the early part of Hemshuch Ayin Bey's. So when you say a svira gnuza, means every svira has a concealed state. That's what gnuzas means. And uh, so even though we don't talk a lot about chokhmah in esasvira gnuzas or bina, they would be called chokhmah nalama, bina nalama. Teferes is, however, referred to. Not very often, but enough times uh, that's called teferes hanela, which really means uh, the teferes of the ten hidden spheres. And it's used, in most cases, referred to the Shadish of the Kav. So there's two opinions where the Kav is Mushush. Is it Mushush Malchus of Einsof, which is like Malchus of the Ten Hidden Spheres? Or is it rooted in Teferes Hanelem of the Ten Hidden Spheres? And the Rebbe brings it in Ha'ara and Ranat, the longer order from the Rebbe, where he brings both opinions, and also says that Echsidus is Metav, Echetzen Yisakav, and Prim Yisakav. So the Chetzen Yisakav is rooted from Malchus, which makes sense. Because Malchus, the Ensof, so to speak, is like the lowest level, Lifnei HaTzimtzum Kav And from that comes the Kav. The Kav begins after the Tzimtzum. However, there's something in the Kav that also carries Eir Ensof that's higher than the Malchus, which is Teferes Hanelam, which in essence, again, even though this Loshan isn't used Beferish, but the Teichen would be just like Teferes and Atzilus, is Eila Ada Keser, as I said. What's Kotzel HaKotzel? Keser all the way to Malchus. So Teferis in a sense bypasses Chesed and Gvura and in a way has a direct link like the spine all the way to, the, all the way to Keser. So the same thing, Lifniat Simpsum, Teferis HaNelem is not just Megala Eirein Sof that's going to become Malchus the Ein Sof which is sometimes called Shir Atzmei Bekeach the Eibishta is allocating the resources, it's already Eir HaShayach Le'elimus, but it is, but Primis HaKav also carries from Teferes Hanelam, which is rooted, of course, in the Kesel Hanelam. And that Loshan is not used, but the Teichem would be that Teferes Hanelam is Megala, not just uh, the Eir in Sof, as it's going to be Metzumtzum, into the Kav Kotzer Vedak, the Kav that's going to spoon feed or slow, slow, uh, draw down in a very limited way Eir Sof into the Eiris and Kalim of Ishtar 
But also the Primis HaKav really carries instructions, so to speak, from a deeper place, from the Eir Ablikvul, or however it's explained, the Tiferes Hanelam. But definitely from higher levels than just Malchus of Ein Sof. In simple English, it means, for example, when a teacher, let's say, must be Mashpiyat, a student, so the student is a beginner, the teacher has to, Mitzamtzim very strongly has to conceal his brilliance and only give the student uh, olive base or uh, just the Mishnah or just uh, very, very briefly or something that's the fiatach and commensurate to the containers that the student can uh, receive and absorb. The question is, what other wisdom is embedded in that idea? So we know it says, to a person at 40 reaches um, that means in the seichel that the teacher taught even as a beginner which would be like the malchus of Ainsov, just enough for the keli really carries within it also much deeper seichel the deeper brilliance of the teacher but it's going to take time for the student to expand and refine his containers as he grows and matures and learns more he'll be able to reveal within the kav, the chesen kav, which was the, the minimal amount he was able to receive, he'll be able to receive the primis kav, which would be the adaita derabe, in this example. So what we're really saying is that the kav, even though on one level it creates, and that's why it's a kav, kotzer, before the tzimtzum, ere sof was mamala kol malkam achol, or kol amitziyas, lehayu nisinus malkam le'elam is klal, meaning there was no space for anything that was there because it was Eirei Sof filled everything. The Kav comes after the Tzimtzum, so now you have an energy flow like a laser beam that goes to each level according to its needs. But within that lies a premius of the Kav, which is rooted in Teferas Hanelam, which is ultimately going to be Megal, and not just a Lekus, Lefiyerecha Elamis, but also a Lekus that's higher than the Elamis. That's essentially the concept. So based on that, the fetus then takes on a shape here, in a broad sense, that it's actually the kavim tzoyi, because it's going to be megala lakus, that's that chesed and gvuda, or, or yeminah smoil, so to speak, don't have the power to do. Even though chesed is also rooted in the, high level, in the highest levels. And so is gvuda, but their role is really to define the structure of existence. The fetus has an additional component that's also the megala, so-called the bleakvul of elakus which is why Teferis Tak is going to be something that is different than the other spheres in the sense that Teferis is the Shlishi, Hamachriya, and that Iskalulus, which I'm going to discuss in just shortly in a moment. So, but the basis of it is because Teferis is a Gilead Lakus that comes higher than the Elamis, which ultimately will become a sphere, but it carries that power. And that's why when you say Teferis Ela Adakeset, Teferis has in it something from the Primisa Kavona, like Teferes Hanelam, in the Lefniat Simpson, same thing in the Elmis de Protis, Abiyad de Protis, Abiyad de Clolis, because Atzilus de Clolis is Eden Esau before the Simpson, that would be Teferes Hanelam. And in Atzilus de Protis, which means a microcosm, would be Teferes of Atzilus, but it has the same Tchuna, the same personality, that it carries those deeper instructions, so to speak, the deeper Kavona you want, the Primisa Kavona of the Bria. So, like in any creation, so a second, you need to have two things. Like we talk about B'tzalel and Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu said, first build the Kalim, and then, the, then, the, then, the, then he talked about the Urias, the walls. And B'tzalel said to him, that's not Derech First you build a house, and then you bring the furniture in. 
And Moshe said, you're right. So what was Moshe's Havamina? So this explains, different explanations given, but Moshe was a man of vision. He was not an architect. He wasn't building the Mishkan. He was telling us what the kavon of the Mishkan. The kavon of the Mishkan is also the Midrash Rishachanti Besechem. And that's not in the Yerias alone. That's in the Oren, in the Mizbeach, depending on the opinion of the Ramban or the Rambam, what's the Ikir HaChefetz in the Mishkan. But regardless, it's the Kalim, the Avedis HaMishkan or Migdash. Bitzal was an architect. When you build a building, there you have to focus on how do you build a building. He doesn't necessarily have to focus on the vision, the bigger picture. In a way, Teferis Anelam, or Teferis carries the, the so-called inner instructions, the Primis HaKavon. But when you build something, you have to build it step by step. And how do you build? First you build the structure, then you bring in the Kalim. So everything has to have a Primis HaNechitzenis. Just like Chesidus brings the muscle all the time, you build a house. So you're building a house for your family, or for, for your children, or for yourself. So the person who's, uh, the, who's, the, who's the, the balabos, the owner of the building, he knows what the kavan of the building is. Then he hires contractors and builders. The plumbers and electricians don't have to know the kavan of premiums or why you're building this building. They have to know how to put the pipes in there. They have to put the electricity. If they, if they know the bigger kavan, maybe it helps, but it's not negated to them. The architect, on the other hand, or the person who's running the whole thing, needs to know the whole picture. He can't, it's not just he contracts the, one person come and do the carpentry or the electricity or the plumbing. So there's a part of the Chetzeni Sarkav focuses on the creation itself. What we call Mamalakalam. That the Lukus is Mislabish, the Fi Kol Prat and Prat of the Elimus. But then there's a Kavona Klolis, so to speak, that connects them all. The Ebishter didn't just want Oyer and Rekia and Taitzir is Desha. He wanted a Welt. He wanted a world where once the world was finished, he wants a Dira Betachtenim there. He wants to put Adam and Chava, the Kavon of the Lashomra. That's already the Kavon Primis. So, like when you say, Breshis Borel Akim is that's the creation. But Breshis Bishril Atera, Bishril Israel, Beis Reshis, that's the Primis Kavon. So, everything has an outer and an inner. So, in a sense, Tiferes carries the inner message, if you wish. So that does not, again, I want to just qualify. This does not mean that Chesed of Atzilus doesn't know the Primis HaKavon. Its role, however, is much more on the functionality of creating something in that, with Simpson Dikaway. And that's why the Kav of Chesed doesn't go, Ela, Minakotza Lakotza. It's not Mavriach Minakotza Lakotza. That's not its role. Its role is to be Mamshe Chesed with, with, in a very structural way. Same thing with Gvura. Teferis, on the other hand, has this deeper inner dimension. You wanted to ask something? That's what I was going to ask. How is this different from like how Chesed and Gura are because listen, at the end of the day, there's only one Eibushter, and everything is ultimately going to be Megala, Elokus, like I said, Lemay Lemay Laden Kes, Lemat Mat Laden Tachlis. You know, Gvura is Megala, the Kayacha, Yecholte Shaloy Lahayir. But that is a, um, at the end of the day, it's a Kav. It's one Kav. The Cholte Lahayir is another Kav. Teferis, I would say, would be the scholars of Lahayr and Loy Lahayr together, which we're going to talk about now. So you need everything, and everything is Megal. At the end of the day, you want to have a, a connection to Hashem Achod, you need all the spheres and beyond. It's just that in, that in that structure itself, everything reveals its own thing. Like we spoke about Mechel and Midis. Chabad is Megal more than Lakus that's, that's, not, that's not subjective, that's not related, that doesn't relate to existence. 
like a person when they're learning, they're not, they can't have a relationship while you're learning. When you're learning, having any relationship with Azulas is going to be uh, distracting. Midas is a lakus as it relates to existence. So you need both to have a full relationship. The same thing here. So that would be the, the main key distinction, okay? Um, okay, so once we understand this, and, and just to, to give some sources a bit, you ask, like, where does it say this exactly? So in Ayim Beis, when he talks a little about the Kav and the Feres HaNelem, this is what he, basically what he says, the different Mashalim that I gave out from there, and there are other places as well. I mean, in the beginning when I was doing this year, I gave more Mara Mekemis. Here I'm doing more is really collecting together from a lot of places because uh, the Maimorim, ultimately, there's no one Maimorim that gives a whole explanation on this. It's really a lot of Maimorim that are really necessary. So there's Teda Eir that talks about it. I mean, if you look in Sefer Lekutim, for example, from the Semach Tzedek, which I had discussed to work on, um, there it collects together all the, um, it was the Rebbe's uh, project, the Rebbe initiated it, so there, the Erech Teferis, it was actually an Erech I, uh, I prepared. So the Erech Teferis, he brings a lot of different sources. And the Rebbe also insisted that we add, after all the pieces from the Tzemach Sadiq, you'll see at the end of every Erech, you have also Mavteches from the Alter Rebbe all the way through the Rebbe, and Ablev Yitzchok, that uh, everywhere Teferis is discussed. So I would, if you want to sources, that's the best place to go to. Um, uh, general. So this is this is more what I just discussed is the we call the neshama, the the previous the, the so-called the deeper significance of teferis. I didn't focus on rachamim yet, or the midah of rachamim, or the or even kavim tzoy. Yes, but not so much the the midah or the sphere of teferis, which we're gonna, I'm going to discuss now. Because as I said, I wanted to start with the klal with the with the macrocosm what the fetish represents in the picture of, of Ishtalsalus. So just to sum up, the Kav has two dimensions to it. And the deeper dimension is the Primis HaKavone that carries through So as the Kav travels, so to speak, through Seyed Ishtalsalus, so even though the Kav is in a Samtsim, it continuously diminishes. And, um, and ultimately, different opinions where the Kav ends at the end of Atsilas or by Zah of Atsilas. But the Kav goes through Tsum but within the Kav, the premiss of the Kav, lies the instructions or lies the so called DNA all the way that's rooted in the highest levels. And that's why the Kav, even though it came after the Tsum but it says clearly that it's Mechuber to the Eulifinat Tsum It came after a Hefsik, but then the Kav flows directly from Eden Sub before the Tzimtzum, albeit with the, the effect of the Tzimtzum, but it does carry uh, the air of before the Tzimtzum, and that's why, ultimately, through the Kav, and that through Avedis Adam, we expand the Kav to the point that Chassidus even brings, that the Kav, and by creation, only goes down to a certain point, and Melosid Lave, the Kav will go all the way to the bottom of the Tzimtzum, and basically the whole Malkam Chol will be filled with Alakus, that would be not be possible by creation because it would destroy the concept of Maila Mata. You're familiar with this idea? I really want to digress, but if you haven't learned it in Ranat, the Chaltichla, and a few places that he brings, that by Lashadov, the Kav will go all the way to the bottom. If the Abishta did that in the beginning, the whole point is the Kav is to create higher and lower. There'd be no hierarchy because if the Kav went through the whole, all the way through the Mokam Chal, all the way to the bottom, then which is top and which is bottom? In the Eagle, there's no top and no bottom. But the fact that a kav is a yosher, like Adam yosher, yesher, not eagle, 
So there's a higher part of the Kav, a lower part of the Kav. Once we do the Aveda, and the Kalim of, the, of existence become refined enough to draw, like I said, which the, the Rebbe Rasha brings right in the beginning of Samarvov to explain this idea. So then the Kalim are expanded, the Eir could be Nimshach more, and all the way that you could have even the Eir, if you had Tzimtzum, enter the world after the Tzimtzum. So basically, a, a fusion of post-Tzimtzum consciousness experiencing a pre-Tzimtzum reality, which is not possible before, uh, before without a Veda, because the world would not be able to tolerate it. That's why you need to have the Midas HaTzimtzum. So, but with Imbeprimius in the Kav, in Teferis essentially, lies this power, and what we do in Aveda is we reveal it. So just like I said before, uh, the teacher, even when he's teaching an Aleph, in the Aleph you have the Aleph of Anechi, which is Kel, the whole Aseris Adibris, which is Kel Kolatera Kula, as the Fidik Rebbe brings the Rebbe sites very often. So bottom line is, just like when we, in pregnancy, every fetus is taught the entire Tera. And then we're made to forget. And the Alter Rebbe asked why we're made to forget. So what's the point of teaching it? So it's only consciously we're made to forget. But superconsciously, within our psyche, we have the Kola Kula. So within the Kav lies Kola Eris. But it's Bala. And Aveda Sodom is Megalit. Which is essentially the concept, what we say, that Rafael Pishachot Yisrael, that Yisrael has all, everything you need inside you. But it could be Bala. So essentially, Teferis essentially is carrying this deeper part of Elokus that will be Mechaber and connect everything. Which is why it says in Chesidus, this is straight from, uh, quoting now straight from Mayim Beis in the beginning, he asked the question, if the Kav creates the structure of Milo Mata, so why does it say sometimes that the Kav also creates his scholars? It says the, the Kav, his scholars of all the levels. So it says this answer, because the Kav has both elements. It creates structure, but it also creates a uh, coordination, a scholars between all the different levels. So this brings me to the second point in Teferis. That Teferis, being that it does carry this deeper kayach, it is now referred to as, the different words used for it is sometimes, we say every morning, the third kav, kav amtsai, is the kav amachriya refers to the Midah of Sholem, Midas HaEmes. And in the Ovis, it's Yaakov Avinu. Avram is Chesed, Pachet Yitzchak is Yitzchak is Gevura. And we refer to Yaakov as being the Kavim Tzoyi. In the Kavim of Teira Vedig Mils Chasodim, so Teira Mils Chasodim is Avram, Aveda, Nomata Lamaila, is Karbonis, is Yitzchak, and Teda is the Kavim Tzoy Yaakov, Yeshiva Holim. So let's discuss that now, how that applies to the concept of Teferis. So this is very common, this probably you learned it many times in Sichis, it's one of the most popular themes of the Rebbe when he speaks about Yem HaShlishi, Yem Shlishi Shehuch the Gemara says, Posuk, and Bayim Sheni, every day it says, Vayaralikim, and the Rebbe says, So Kitevu, um, except Yem Sheni. doesn't say Kitev. <coughs> Yem Shelishi, it says twice Kitev. So the Gemara says, Huchbo Bekitev, one Tev for day two and one for day three. 
Also in Yem Shishi it says twice, but let's talk about Yem Shlishi. So the reason the Pashtas Dikha reason, Pashtas Pshutash Mikra, and also based on the Madrashim and everything, the reason is because be Yem Shani Nivra Machlekus. That's what the Madras says. Because Yem Rishin, or Yem Echad, we should call it, because that's what it says. And the Medrash says, why does it say Yem Echad, not Yem Rishin? Because then was May, Yechidish Alel. Achdus, Oyer, Yehi Oyer. Oyer is Megala, and it connects everything. So there was no Shani. Everything we saw was felt Achdus Hashem. What's the significance of day two? Exactly like the number implies. Two means the creation of two things. A duality. And what do we see? Vayavdil, Alikim, the Havdalah, between the Rekia and the Oretz, that before that the world was completely covered in water, then they were to separate it. Havdalah was created. So now you have the creation of two entities. So of course in day one you had also creation, but what was, what was dominant there was Ardus. As soon as you have two entities, a higher and a lower, you have the potential for Machlechus. Doesn't mean it has to be machlekes, but they can be machlekes. There's only one person on this earth. Who are you going to argue with? Even though there's some people that argue with themselves, but uh, that, that's already a psychological phenomenon that came later after Chetet Sadas. But you need two entities for there to be a disagreement. Now I'm not saying disagreement's a bad thing, but it could become. So therefore, begoli, you can't say teiv, because right now the potential is that there should be the diversity of two can lead to battle. Conflict, Muhammad, Machlekes, divisiveness. Comes day three, like we say, Ashlishi, and it uh, reconciles between them. So now, not only do you have good, the good for day three, you have a double good because it reveals that the diversity of number two, of two, is actually leading toward Sholem. And that's why Sholem is such a powerful um, thing. <laughs> So, you know, we all know we're peace, Shalom Bayes, peace is, uh, world peace is all beautiful. But there's something deeper. Peace, Shalom, is not just the absence of war. It's Megala, a third, a higher Kayach. Like we said, Tiferes, it brings a Gili Godel that is higher than the two. And that's why it can reconcile. So this explains a number of my modern Reb Marash and other places in Samachvov, that Hachra is not just compromise. You know, you uh, feel this way, the other party feels this way, so let's compromise and meet halfway. A real Hachra is that you find something that both can agree and both feel they've won. So that's true Hachra. There is compromise Hachra where you mediate and both compromise. You say, I owe you $1,000, I say, I owe you $500, we'll meet halfway, pay you $750. So they're both of, uh, b- 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 both have not gotten what they wanted. But Shruach Roch, see this says, Sholem, real Sholem, a real mediator is someone who's able to find something within both parties that they both realize it's in my interest to agree. So imagine two people disagree and a someone who's a wise person comes and gives an, uh, uh, gives an approach that both feel win-win. That means you dug deeper and you found something they couldn't find on their own. That's real shalom. So shalom is not that one person just gave in, or, uh, you know, that's, 
Real peace is not that one person wins and one person loses, or one, both people win a little and lose a little. Real shalom is that the enemy, so to speak, also agrees. Is the ultimate shalom. So teferis is not just making a compromise. Teferis actually finds a deeper kayach that allows to be machriya b'neihem. The classic Kosov Ashlishi, just to bring it out in practical. I mean, there are many places where Shnei Suvim Machishim Zezeh. The classic one is uh, regarding the Kail HaShem that came out of the Kapetis. And one Pesach, it says, that the Ebishter spoke, and they heard it pertain to Shnei Ba'de Aron, the Kapetis from the Mishra, in the Kedesh Kedosh. In other places, it says, Ve'edabar HaShem, and the Kail was heard, the Pesach Kail made. So there's the Shnei Suvim. Which one was it? Did it come out of the Pesach Kail made, which was already on the outside of the Kedesh? Or is it from the Kedesh Kedosh, by the Kapetis? So Pasha Nose, actually this week's Pasha, so, that, so the, the Pasha says that the voice came out between Shnei Badei and another Kapetis. But it traveled through Pesach El Meid. So basically this Pasha reveals that element that both Pesachim are right. So the Rebbe has a beautiful Sikhah where he asks the question, why do you need to have two Pesachim that, that initially seem to contradict each other? And then you need a third person. Why didn't the Tater right away say the first time, that it, it comes out from the Kapetis, the voice, and then it travels to Pesach made. Why do you need one and then another? And then come Barkos of Ashlishi, Machriya, what do you need it for? So the Rebbe explained, in a beautiful way, that each one has a Mila. There's a Mila because if it's coming out from the Kapetis, then it's the Kail Hashem that's in a, undiluted, coming straight from the highest Madregas in Kedesh Kedosh. <laughs> That's the mile of that. The chesodin of that is it's not lefiyad hamakablim because nobody can go into kedush kedushim. Only Moshe at that time. When it comes on Pesach El made, it's lefiyad hamakablim because everyone could hear it, but it doesn't have the purity, or you could say the undiluted element of kapel. So you need both. You need to have um, shocha that comes from a very high madrega first. That's the mile of that. Then comes another posseg that focuses that it's the fierach and Then comes a third posseg that mechaber both milas. So like we talk about bayisish and bayisheni, bayishlish. Asusa de la'ela has the mile, it's a higher power. But it doesn't have the mile of being beprimius like an asusa de la'tata. Odem reitze bekav shaleh, yesem metisha kam shalchavere. So one kav, one measure from through your effort is less the nine measures you receive as a gift. So if you point, talk about kamos, purely firepower, so to speak, so nine kavim, nine measures, is more than one. You could buy something with nine million dollars, more than with one million dollars. But if you talk about owning it, that it belongs to you, that you feel that it's yours, and it's going to be beprimis, and you won't blow it that quickly either, because you earned it, that's much deeper when it's bekav shaleh. So which one is it? So we say we need both. You need the gilim maila. That's like chesed. You need the gilim mata. That's gvura. And teferes is mechaber both mailas. Bayisrishin is the gilim maila mata. Bayisheni mata lamaila. And laosid lovei bayishlishi. Again, shlishi is machriya by name. And that's why they, you need all of them. You can't just jump to teferes. You need both. You need amshachem maila. That's why nisan, ir, and sivan goes in that order. In Nisan was a Gilimal Mail Mail Mata. Nigla Malchamalach Malcham Lochmakos Baruchu Vagalam. 
It was not Mamata Lamaila. Then comes the month of Ir, where we start doing the Aveda, Mamata Lamaila. It's for the same, like Yerim Sheni, Chedesh Hasheni. And the Matan Teda is both after you do the Memtes Sha'orim or Memtes Sima you go through the 49 gates of Bina, then comes when is the Gili Shar Hanun, Hamishim, we don't count 50, because that comes from above. When you've counted 49, Memela, then comes the third Madrega, which is Mechaber, the Avedis Hadam Mamatalamayla, basically the premius of Asusa Lutata, together with the Gili Naila, the high Gili that comes from Asusa Dela'ela. So with that context, Chesed would be Gili Ha'ayr, Gvura would be the Kayach Ha'helam, or discipline, Kayach Ha'tzimtzum, Kayach Ha'gvur, Chesed would be Gvul, Gvura would be Gvul, and Teferis would be the Chibur of Gvul and Gvul. But in that order, you have to go in that order. That's why Teferis follows Chesed and Gvur, even though it's rooted, Kavim Tsoi, all the way to the highest. I think it says in Amach Esis, what's the word there? I think it says, a tzaddik is bleakvul, um, uh, a chosid is gvul, and a rebbe is the chibur of bleakvul and gvul. If I recall correctly, you heard that word, Tamo? Okay, just as an example of this. So, so when you think of it this way now, Teferis takes on a whole new uh, understanding. That Teferis is not just another sphere, it's a sphere that does something like I said, crazy scholars. said about Tiferes is scholars. The scholars of Chesed and Gvura, of the two Kavim. So Chesed has to be Chesed. Chesed, its role is not to be Gvura, uh, or uh, Tiferes. The same thing with Gvura. But Tiferes does that. So now, with that, in that context, we can also understand why Tiferes is called beauty. What's connection to beauty? So Chesedus says that beauty, something that's a Dover Yafi, Adova Yafa, what defines beauty? Beauty is never one-dimensional. You could have the color blue, even if it's your favorite color, very nice. But you can't call it beautiful. Some people like the color red. Some people like uh, the color green, whatever it may be. Same thing with music. One musical note can be a nice note, but it's not what we call beautiful. As a matter of fact, if you keep playing the same note again and again, it can get quite grating and be like monotonous and just sound like noise. The beauty of anything is when there's different gvonim, different colors that are combined together and you say beautiful picture. You say a beautiful face. What defines a beautiful face? Is it the eyes, the nose, the ears, the complexion, the forehead? The answer is all of it. It's a certain coordinated thing. Even today when they study what is beautiful, even from a marketing point of view, you know, what is appealing to the human eye? It's a mystery. Nobody knows exactly. It's never one feature. It's just a certain har- harmony that when things are balanced, there's something that evokes in us. Like when you hear a beautiful song, you don't think about it much. It just sounds nice to you, and that's it. But really what's happening is that the composer of the song has mixed different uh, notes and different beats and different harmonies to the point that they come together and it just has that very pleasing sound. And by the contrast is also clear. Somebody takes they, so those same notes and reverse the order, what will it sound like? It'll sound like chaos. It'll sound terrible. Now, if you only have one color, you can't have anything that's going to sound terrible. It'll be monotonous, but it won't be beautiful. If you have many colors, like a day two, and they're not coordinated, it'll look like it'll look terrible. It'll look ugly, actually, because there's so many different colors, and if it's not put in the right order, 
It's like, like a puzzle that's, uh, that's completely disjointed. Teferis is taking many different pieces and showing how they all coordinate with each other and it creates one harmony. And one harmony, that's what beautiful is. This is, this is straight from my modem that say this. They don't give all the examples I gave of music, but they give definitely the example with colors and definitely the example of a, of a face. So you see Teferis is, is a critical piece because without it, going back to Mavriach Minakotza Lakotza, it is the force that shows the commonality and also the synchronization and the harmony of many different things. In simple English, it would mean the harmony within diversity. So there are many people that have strong opinions, for example. Look, the Talmudid Abekiva had strong opinions. And unfortunately, they, couldn't, they didn't have Teferis. They had Chesed, they had Vura, and they had many different uh, opinions and so on. But they know Gukovit Zabazah. Teferis is uh, the, that element that creates Sholem, which again, does not compromise one or the other. It just shows that each is necessary. Look at a symphony. Which musician is the most important one? The one playing the harp, the violin, the piano, the guitar, the, 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 the flutes? The answer is each one in their place has to be coordinated. They have a conductor. And they each need to play in their time. And then comes that beautiful combination of it all. Same thing in the human body. Which is the most important organ? So you can say the mind is a very powerful organ. But what would a mind be if it didn't have a body? Or the heart? The answer is everything is necessary in its place. And one cannot be complete without the other. This is called classic hiskalos. So now, of course, the question may be, and I'm going to stop here with this question. I'll continue next week. So then what's the fetus in Toyo? If the whole Toyo is chaos, and they create Shiras HaKelim, L'chedet Teferis creates his kaos. So what's Teferis in Toyo? So I've not found an answer directly in Chesidus to this, but I did some research, and I'll share with that next week. So I'll leave a little suspense here. If you can't sleep due to this question, let me know, and I'll give you the answer before that. But I trust that you'll be able to manage, meanwhile. So we'll continue next week with the part two of Teferis. But I gave, I think, an overview of B'chal, what its Indian is in general, and specifically we start to talk about Rachamim and the connection and its contrast to Chesed. But we'll cover that in the, in the next year. Okay, everyone have a very beautiful, a beautiful Teferis Dikadei and uh, Teferis Dikadei.